Hello, welcome to Music in Mind with Anthony Calkins. Today's episode is a conversation with Kenny Hayda of Kenny Hayda and the Others. Kenny and I met uh, maybe a month or two ago through some mutual friends, Makaya Navarrete and Jim Briggs, who are both in Kenny Hayda and the Others, and they are awesome musicians. So is Kenny. His band is badass. They're kind of like alternative blues, and uh, we get into a cool conversation about his life as a musician, studying guitar, his songwriting, how his personal life affects his songwriting, and all sorts of cool things in those areas. But before we get to that, please remember that I am a value-for-value musician and podcaster, which means that whatever value I provide to you through my content, I ask that you respond in kind by providing value back to me. There's some basic, easy ways of doing that. If you like what you're listening to, if you like what you're listening to, feel free to hit that like button. Feel free to subscribe to my channels. Leave comments. I love comments. I try and engage with my audience as best as I can. Uh, also, if you would like to donate, you can donate through this Venmo QR or through this Bitcoin QR if you are a crypto person. And if you'd like to sign up on a monthly basis, my Patreon link is below and there's different tiers and those different tiers get all sorts of little goodies and bonuses along the way. The cheapest one's only $3. It's called Cheap Talk. And if you sign up for $3 a month, you can submit topics or questions for me to address on this show. All right. Now on to my conversation with Kenny Hayda. Welcome to Music in Mind. Music in Mind. Hello, everybody. This is Kenny Hayda. Hi. Uh, we met through some fellow friends and musicians around the Austin area, and uh, I've seen Kenny play twice. Once at the Carousel Lounge oh, in cool. Austin. Yeah, that was a fun one. Actually, I really liked that set. That was a good set. And then, <laughs> um, and then a couple nights ago, actually, at Parlor and Yard on yeah. 6th Street in Austin. But uh, yeah, Kenny's band is awesome. He's a badass guitar player. Thank really, you. really good songwriter. I thank very you. much like your songwriting. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so how's life? <laughs> life. It is life. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. You know, I can't lie. It's, uh, you know, the... The guys and I are actually working on some new material. Oh, nice! Uh, at the moment, we did play uh, the new song, one of the new songs, uh, uh, at the Parlor Yard okay. show. Nice. Um, Which one was that? Did I hear it? I don't. Because I wasn't there the whole time. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it, it kind of has. A, it's almost like a Latin riff. Okay. It's really big on it. It's like a dum bum bum dum dum dum. Oh, nice. What was it called? Uh, well, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't introduce it oh, at all. We just okay, kind of okay. started playing it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah um, I don't know. I uh, remember Maria was a tune you played. Is that your tune? Marie, yes. Yeah, Marie, oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's definitely, that's definitely mine. Nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a definitely a fun song to play. Um, and that song, I feel like kind of bridges the genres that I have within my writing sure. capabilities, okay. which is funk rock blues that's amped up a little bit more to kind of bridge into more of the indie songwriter side oh nice yeah yeah and that just kind of happened out of just me writing sitting at home and just Mm kind of fooling around with stuff uh yeah different chord you know different chord progressions and things like that which ironically enough (laughs) The uh, chord progression had to change because Micaiah, uh, the bass player, <laughs> God bless him, he was like, hey, this is very close to uh, Colors by oh, Black nice. Pumas. <laughs> and, and it was funny because my wife, Megan, mm-hmm. 
noticed she heard me playing it on the couch one evening and she was like it sounds like colors and i was like oh my goodness you know what and i just messaged everybody I was like dang you guys are right so i went immediately straight back to the drawing board and try to like re rework it okay where it was just like yeah, yeah. to where you don't get any of yeah yeah any of that you know so so how much uh, do you work on avoiding because it's something like a chord progression yeah. especially a progression like colors mm-hmm. is like it's a pretty intuitive progression. Yes. It's not that, like, I bet there's thousands of songs with that progression. Sure. And it, well, yeah, exactly. And you, you, you said it perfectly. Uh, it's intuitive. So it's like one chord naturally leads to the other to where it's like, it's very pleasing to the ear where you just want it to go yep. to that yep. chord, you know, and then of course you can add like, you know, on the dominant side, you can add different colors to it. You know, no pun <laughs> yeah, intended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that's, you know, Sally B, there's your song, right? right? So I guess to answer your question, I, I'm very bad at pick, hearing a song on the radio and just be like, oh, this is something else from whatever, you know? From, oh, like hearing yeah, the connection? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, this person just totally ripped off Elton John. Or, oh, <laughs> this person just is totally ripping off, uh, you know, Olivia Newton-John or whatever. Right. You know, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, I, like yeah. I, I hear it so yeah. quickly. And that's, I think that's like a a gift but also a curse because sure. i hear it in my own stuff too sometimes yeah. i'm like man i can't do that you know um so i try to write with the with the idea with the concept that um how do i say it that when you when you reference something that's recognizable it's it, you're basically paying homage to that sure, artist, sure. and that's more of a tribute, mm-hmm. which is more respectful, yeah. rather than just a blatant ripoff or yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to take this and just use it and then slap my name on it, kind of yes. thing. Yeah, and that's a personal thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just just for me, I know there are some artists who want to take an already established creation, mm-hmm. switch it up, sample it or whatever, yeah, and sure. then and then do that right you know put that out as their Mm -hmm. own product i'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong as long as it's wrong as long as there's permission (laughs) right right right. but um you know that's just kind of what uh my perspective on that so nice yeah 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 yeah. Um, i think this kind of fell a little bit oh yeah there we go cool um yeah that's just kind of my perspective on on that uh I mean, it's it's interesting the idea of something like a chord progression. Yeah. Because in some ways, it's it's important to the song. But if you if you look at a tradition like the blues, there's like a set chord progression right. or a set series of types of chord progressions right. that fit into that that sort of genre and tradition that. Engaging in that tradition is using that preset structure, sure, and yeah. then and then putting your own thing on top of it, whether that's a solo or that's writing a new blues tune, right. or taking those chords and flipping them and substituting <clears throat> them and doing all sorts of crazy things like that. Yeah, but you're engaging with a preset tradition. Yeah, and in a way, even if you're writing a song uh, that uses the same chord progression as Colors, we're still using chords using major and minor scales all that kind of stuff so we're still right. engaging in tradition so it's interesting where the sort of line of what a ripoff is versus just engaging in yeah we're all using f sharp minor yeah. like we, everybody uses it so yeah, like exactly there's only this many chords in that key so exactly. we're gonna we're a bunch of people are gonna come up with the same pattern right right i i think to expand on that thought especially with the blues though i think 
I think the the blues chord progression, whether it be you know one four five or minor one four five, it's so commonplace. Yeah, that it's almost like it's no longer considered in respect to the chord progression right. itself. It's no longer considered like oh you're ripping off right Robert Johnson. You're ripping off right. you know anybody yeah who's ever played that you know yeah. oh this you know it's more so of like it, it, it's it's almost as if like the idea or the concept of like oh this dude's just ripping off mm-hmm. somebody else is really in like where the guitar player how that person right. solos because you can rip off robert johnson well you could play the blues and somebody could be like oh he's totally ripping off bb king or, or right. stevie ray vaughn or something well you can't you can but yeah. it's not the chords you're playing right but it but it's 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 like if i if i decide to buy this will never happen, but a Dumble, you know, okay. and get a Klon and all this other stuff, you know, and like my tone is exactly like Stevie, right, right, you right. know, like, and I try to like go for that Stevie tone, yeah. right? And then I pull off a couple of licks that Stevie did, right, right? right? And I go to the Friends Jam. Yeah. And it's like, all right, guys, let's just do a slow blues. Yep. And it's like, all of a sudden, I'm just doing... A Stevie lick, which yeah. is actually Albert Collins' lick, right? And it's like, okay, well, I'm. <laughs> people will be like, oh, this dude's just ripping off Stevie, right? But it's more about like the soloing, and they're mm-hmm. not saying like, well, the song is ripping off. You know, he's ripping yeah. the song off. It's yeah. it's more of just like, oh, the, the way that this guy's quote unquote interpreting right. the song is, yep. you know, he needs to revamp his interpretation of yeah. the blues kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's kind of weird, it, you know, it's, yep. it's, 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 it's different because even if your tone is close to sounding like somebody famous mm-hmm. or who already has a signature sound, right. there's still the interpretation and your fingers are going to be different than right. that person's. And so my lick, if I'm taking a lick that Stevie did, yeah. you know, it's like, bam, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm probably going to play it. I am going to play it very, very differently of course. than Stevie did, yeah. you know? And so it's very fine line, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know? I mean, this, this is all like yeah. fascinating stuff to me that I sort of started thinking about a lot yeah. since moving to Austin. Because yeah. like the cover band thing is yeah. like, the, it's just like three hour gigs as far as the eye can see. And it's like, yeah. the ba- they don't really want you playing that many originals. It didn't know? used to be that way. Yeah. I mean, actually, when I'm, yeah. I moved here from LA, and definitely still, like, I know there's the idea that like the whole music capital of the world thing is dying and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, audiences here are much more down to listen to original music than in LA. Absolutely. And like, you can go to a bar and you can play some of your own tunes, and right. audiences will be like, "All right," and they'll listen to it. Usually, yeah, they crave it. They crave yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And if it's good, they like <clears> it. And they'll get up and dance like at Friends or something like right. that. It's great. But. Um, but at the same time, there's all these cover bands uh, sure. around, and that seems to be sort of the game. Yeah. And like those three hour gigs is like, they're all right. Yeah. Not really my favorite. I love yeah. a good one hour. Like I'm gonna play my music and right. put my best foot forward right. rather than let's let's throw together three hours of tunes. Well, like, and for someone like yourself or myself, it's like who who wants to put a set list together, or whatever. Honestly, in all honestly, in, in all honesty. How does one actually keep an audience engaged for three hours? Well, they don't. You can't. I mean, that's not, not, not what that's for. Not You're even just a headliner. The radio for three hours. Not even a headliner. No. You know, like, uh, like I went Pearl to Pearl Jam, maybe, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. see, okay, like Derek Trucks. Yeah. Yes. You know, Tedeschi Trucks. Yep. They came to the Bass Hall. Oh gosh, I think this was in 2019. My wife and I went to go see them, 
And it's my favorite, my, my wife's favorite band, yeah. hands down. She loves uh, Susan Tedeschi. I mean, and I, yeah, absolutely. They played for over four hours. Whoa! And it, it, it was it was either right at or just a little bit beyond yeah. four hours. And I mean, they st- we we were there from like seven. I mean, we were we had to leave at mid like I think around a little under before midnight because I actually had to work in Dallas, oh. Dallas the next morning. Oh, no. And my call time was like, I think 7 a.m. Oh. And, and I was like, babe, we got to go. Like, <laughs> I have to. I didn't think it was just going to be this long. I mean, it's um, kind of amazing. They just kept going. And then as we're walking out, they started playing, uh, I can't remember which song it was. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Anyways, and she was like, oh, I got to hear this song. I was like, all right. Well, then they, they just kept jamming and jamming right. on it. And I was like, oh, this is so good. This is spiritual. Yeah. You know? I was like, but at this time, like, I only have three hours of sleep. And, you know, I, in retrospect, I probably just said, fuck it. I'm not going to sleep for the next Oh, yeah, once you're at three. But it was just like, <laughs> dude, man. It, so, and a lot of people had started walking out. They're like, yeah. oh, it, like, the spirituality of the moment kind of started waning. And sure. so it's like a lot of people started walking out. Yeah. And it's not that they were like disappointed or anything like that with the performance. I mean, how could you be, yeah. right? I mean, to this day, I'm like, I've heard the best guitar tones and playing that I've ever heard in my life, yeah. you know, that night. But I wasn't even being able to be engaged for that long, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was like, and people, and, and, and other people weren't able to be engaged because, yeah. you know, and they were there to see. We paid money to go see I mean, them. It's amazing you know? to so. think of that amount of stamina with playing, sure. that ease. Because I feel like that's that's the other thing is... With a 14-piece band. A good gig <laughs> is you're in that space where yeah. you're feeling fluent in the moment and right. you're not paying attention to time. Right. Those gigs where it's like, oh, it's been 15 minutes. Yeah. That's so bad. Which like, ironically... Like another cover, 15, that's going to be, you know, four songs. Like, Which is like <laughs> three three hour cover gigs are essentially that. You yeah. Know, we're just like, dreaded, like, all right, what's next, you know? Yeah. But... Uh, right. I mean, it's amazing to be able to be in that space for that amount of time. Right. To be that. I mean, it shows yeah. the mastery, like the fluency in the... Yeah. In that musical language that they right. engage in. Well, and it's also a testament to their writing capabilities because, yeah. you know, obviously when you put one of those songs, when you listen to one of those songs, uh, either on a record or, you know, on streaming platforms, you know, they're, maybe the longest they'll be is 10 minutes, right? Right. So there's still, you know, anywhere from three to 10 minute long yeah. song, especially if it's a jam based yeah, yeah. kind of song. But when you write a song where there, it allows this space to be extended, mm-hmm almost indefinitely as long as your little heart can yeah, right. can, can, can keep playing <laughs> you know it's like you know there's some there's some uh you know there, there's a real genius behind that in my perspective because it's like you can you can shorten it however much you want or you can extend it however yeah, much you like right. you know and when you when, when you're with a group of really great musicians yeah. and i'm not just talking about you know Derek trucks's band right. i'm talking about you guys, myself, anybody, you know, else. like when you have a core group of musicians that recognize that and feed off yeah. of it immediately, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, let's just keep going. This is great. Yeah, of you course. Know? And, and, and it just, it takes, that's where the magic and the spirituality comes. Oh in yeah. Absolutely. Because nobody has an idea where this thing is going, but we're in it together. Right. And let's just see where it happens. And it's what you haven't rehearsed. Right. 
Exactly. Like like uh, you, you end up on a 15-minute jam on Mercy for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But it's like amazing. And of yeah. course you never rehearse that because you don't even need to rehearse. Nobody ever rehearses that song. It's like, no. let's just play Mercy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. But then yeah. that, that's where it ends up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it, and, and being able to get that. Um, mm-hmm. There's a band I play with out here called <clears throat> Solero Salsa. It's a salsa band. Nice. Uh, I'm not a real salsa player, mm. but they seem to like me playing with them. So oh, it's fine. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but... He's the only band leader I know who can get three, three and a half hours. Mm. Uh, he'll send us a set list that's like 15 songs. That's awesome. And uh, I'll look at it and be like, oh, okay. That's awesome. Like, we're scheduled for three hours. Yeah. 15 songs, huh? Okay. Yeah. But he does it. Yeah. And, but he has this whole philosophy about how your <clears throat> live performance should be, like, you should be able to extend any song basically indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Because what what he wants it to be is that's his showcase mm-hmm. of everybody on stage and these great musicians he's working with and sure. like what can we do? We're presenting to you everything that we can do and the song is basically just like the canvas. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely yeah. with that. And you know that genre Latin Latin music, you can. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be taken as if Latin music is easy to play because it's not, you know. Right. It, no, but very simple structures that you can just right. go on. But the genre itself lends itself very well to extension, to, yes. to yep. improvisation. Yep. Um, obviously, just like jazz, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you could just take a chord progression, whether it's three chords, four chords or whatever, and just boom, or even yeah. two chords and just keep going. Yep. You know. Uh, or you just take one chord, vamp on it forever, and then it's like when the band leader says, "All right, guys, we're going to go to the four, we're going to go to the five. Yeah, uh, you know, like like you know, some like Tejano or whatever. Yeah, Tejano right. Norteño. It's just like yeah. one five, yeah. one five, one five. Yeah. and it's just like the same as country. Yep. But country doesn't do that because we expect country to be a th- pop essentially, right, which right. is wrong. <laughs> it's a set song. So what, yeah. what what about your music? Where where mm. would you say yours sits in terms of the like? It's a canvas for your musicians sure. or you're presenting because mm-hmm. the other side of it is, you know, it's a song you've written. You're presenting it as an idea, right. like a little essay you wrote. Essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's changed a lot since I, when I was a teenager, certainly for most of my twenties, I was all about showcasing the musicians. And mm-hmm. so every song I would write I'd have this really big idea in my head. Yeah. But then when I would play it live, it's like I would just go off. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't right. have decide any any kind of idea of time. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just wanted to to jam, and right. I wanted to show people what I could do as a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to show off. Right. And and every gig that I would get from the age of 17 all the way up to like, I guess, 25, you know, people, clubs would be like, hey, you know, we want to hear the vocals more. Or, hey, yeah. you know, we want to hear some, like, do you have any cover songs or anything? Like, you yep. guys sound great, whatever, but, you know, do you have any cover songs or anything like that? Yeah. Um, or do you have any music where, like, it's more vocal-based? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuck with me. And when I, when I eventually lived in Denton, um, and I played with a bunch of uh, jazz guys from the jazz studies program up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't hold back. on right. They were like, like, yeah, we can jam, but your music really kind of needs a little bit more structure. And honestly, and uh, the drummer, <laughs> he, he said, I think you need to go back to the woodshed and just shed, dude. 
Like, I oh, think, wow. yeah, he was like, I, cause I don't think you're, I don't think you're, you're strong enough to just wow. to do what you're doing. Yeah. And that really hurt my feelings. Yeah, of course. But it really was an eye opener. Yeah. And it was, um, and the bass player at that time too, he, 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 he conferred and, and I was like, well, damn guys. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, and I came back and, you know, I took jazz lessons. I, you know, try to study as much yeah. as I could and I just cool. try to work and like, and we, we made a band and, but there was a lot of jamming and, and the writing right. aspect of yeah. my capabilities that hadn't matured yet. Right. And so this is a very long winded answer to your question. No, it's a good answer. I love it. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> I, where I'm at now is I'm more songwriting focused. Right. And that, that definitely changed after, after leaving Denton. Okay. Um, not because I felt like I had enough chops. I never feel like I have enough chops as a musician, as yeah. a guitar player specifically. Yeah. Um, but it's like songwriting is my new jazz, if you will. Sure. It's like there's so much structure and yet there's so little structure. Uh -huh. And it's it's a paradox and you don't know which way to go. And you just have to give yourself to the creativity. Mm -hmm. And you have to sit back and listen what what you're creating yeah because it's no longer yours yeah once once you Whoa, put it once yeah, you yeah. once you put it out on paper once you hit record on your little daw yeah you know system it's like that's no longer mine i need to listen to it i'm going to revise it and and then there's like a whole practice of yeah. how do you revise how yeah. do you write is it just one straightforward thing yeah do you think it's done you know and uh and so like there was this there's a whole discipline there that i find very interesting and just constantly engaging me. right and um and so that's where i'm at now but also still trying to write in parts of the song mm -hmm. that would fit in a three hour or i'm sorry in a three minute uh framework sure that could be extended out live right to 15 minutes if we yeah. wanted to and then have like this you know, as Santana says, a spiritual orgasm. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, it's yeah. like, oh, go listen to this song on Spotify. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Oh, this song is only three minutes long. Yeah. Like when they played it at, you know, whatever place, it's like, damn, these guys jammed on for 10 minutes, you know? Yep. Yep. And I liked that idea. Yep. You know, because I always like and appreciate when I go see a band that I've always loved and admired, whether they're a blues band, a rock band. Or, you know, like, well, Incubus uh, sure. is, is a band that I've always admired. And, you know, they're like not a little a, forgotten. They're not, yeah, you know, and, they're but they're, they're, they were never a jam band. No. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh. Yeah, keep, keep going. Um, they, were, they were never a jam band, but yet they incorporate jamming right in their live sets. And they'll extend a song like Vitamin. That was very. That has like this very basic yeah. part to go into this riff, and then live they extend that one yeah. part right to ten minutes, and it's like this whole percussion thing. It's this, yeah. and, it, and it's and it's great to see. It's great yeah. to to witness that live, and it it just kind of takes the listener to a whole other direction, mm -hmm. you know. So it's great. Yeah, I mean the 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 written part of a song. It's interesting. You were talking about working with jazz like jazz musicians because mm -hmm. most jazz heads mm -hmm. are like 25 seconds a minute yeah like they're short right. and so that isn't really a full song right. i mean it is a full song right. like it's a it's a little 
like neat little 32 bar structure that's awesome and sure. beautiful but like you got to keep going you can't just play no a, a, you know 45 seconds of music right so you actually have to use it as a template right like that and so i feel like that's an interesting situation where there's a lot of structure right like the whole melody chord like like a very tight little structure is written out yeah something like autumn leaves like basic but sure. it's like it's 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 such a perfect little structure of like resolving fives and stuff like yeah. that yeah that has so much information in it mm -hmm. and it's so like well crafted and then you take that and go with it and so you have both yeah. sides you have like very careful composition right. leading to sort of, you know, as much improvisation as you want to do. Right. And that's, that's, that song, Autumn Leaves, is typically the first song that they teach you in jazz. Right. Right. Of course. Yep. You know, yep. uh, that was the first song that I really started working on and learning when I was doing that. Yep. I'm not a jazz musician. I should. Did you study it? I, privately. I okay. took private lessons with, uh, with a guy named Joel Cross, who was, uh, he was in the one o'clock band. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> when I when I first when I had my first lesson with him with Joel and I and Joel's you know shout out to Joel Cross he you guys should check him out he uh, he did a cover of uh, Taylor Swift's uh, Shake It Off and oh, he, nice. he got on like the Ellen Show and everything oh fun cool. great guy yeah. love him to death uh, amazing human being but when I first took my when I took my first lesson with him he had some like issues with his tendons mm, in his fingers yeah and he was playing a Benedetto uh, guitar. And he was working on some, some Django Reinhardt. Yeah, tune. I see with your, your two fingers. He there. was using yep. two fingers, yep. and he was—I mean, he was shredding. Yeah. And what I, was he doing? Oh my god! Well, like watching Django is just like, I, how is he playing like that? Well, Django, I understand he did it out of necessity. Joel yeah. was doing it. He was kind of like reteaching himself yeah. in those moments, and. And it just, and, and you know, he had issues with his hand, I think, for several weeks, at, right. at least a month or whatever, to the oh, point wow. where we were, he, he started teaching me how to transcribe, and we were transcribing a tune uh, called, uh, I think it's The Cooker, okay. from the George Benson uh, oh, quintet. Wow. Cool. And so he, so we started listening to the solo section, and I was like, da -da 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 and he's like, oh, let's do that, let's do that riff, let's do that lick. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So let's, you know, let's do it. Da -da -da -da. And he listened to it a couple times, and then he started doing it with two fingers. And I'm like, dude, how are you doing? <laughs> it's like I can't. And, and and you know, and one of the parts, one of the parts, it's like there's like a a, a three fret stretch, you know, because oh. because it, it starts pentatonic and okay. then it moves sure. moves up. Uh, and then you get to like where, you know, there's more blue notes here. You can kind of do that. And so like, it made sense, but he starts, da -da 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 -da. And I was like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> I was like, dude, he's like, well, I'm just giving these fingers a rest. I was like, if this is what you can do with two fingers, what do you, and he, he's, he's amazing. Crazy. He, he's, a, he's beautiful human, you know, beautiful mm -hmm. guitar player. Uh, just, you know, Joel Cross, look him up. He's, Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it really was. But he was the, he was the one who like helped me, you know, uh, you know, kind of get out of just strictly only playing blues and funk. Right, right, And right. kind of um, getting me to kind of open up my musical palette a bit. Uh -huh. Yeah. And where would you say you are now? How, how would you describe yourself as a guitar player? I no longer have favorite bands. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any favorite bands now. Um, I just, because, you know, I just try to listen to as much sure. of stuff as possible. Um, I do have my go-tos sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, depending on certain moods or depending on certain, um, 
you know, things that I'm doing throughout the day. Yeah. You know, if I'm working out, yeah, I'll probably put on something like, you know, Slipknot or oh, you know, yeah. Audio Slave. Oh, man. You know, Me too. Me you know, too. Or, or, I'll, or I'll put on the, you know, Super Unknown record and yep. just kind of just, just go on that. You know, my wave gets me going, <laughs> yeah. jump roping and all that stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I but, love it. Yeah. Uh, but Slipknot, the, I feel like I yeah. re-found them. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't listen to them for years. And I, I yeah. started listening to them again like a year ago yeah. going on runs. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, these guys are fucking badass. It's funny because I was telling Micaiah <laughs> and, and, and Jim, <clears throat> actually, I can't, I, it, was, it was like, I think like a week or a couple, couple of weeks ago or whatever. We were talking about, I don't know how we started talking about Slipknot. And I started telling them about when they recorded the record Iowa uh-huh. and how toxic that recording session was with their producer. Oh, actually, I don't know about that. Well, uh, I'm not sure where you can... I think it's like one of the magazines that uh-huh. like from... I don't even remember the metal magazine. Was sure. It, it started with a K. Like, anyways, they did like an interview. Like Corey Taylor did an interview where right. he's just like... It's like producer was like throwing fucking chairs at us just what like hell? yelling abuse he's like it was the most abusive moment in that band that's insane history. yeah uh and they uh yeah and they're just like in in the corner fucking crying and oh my God. you know <laughs> i'm that's talking a, out of school a bit, that's a nightmare yeah dude yeah. like it, yeah it, but it was like in the producer's mind it was like the way to get that angst oh and, i see it was one of but those... he crossed the line oh yeah you know he's like what, what was it uh, the director from The Shining used to do stuff like that. Was it Kubrick? Kubrick, yeah, yeah, yeah where he'd like deprive the actors yeah. of sleep and yeah. stuff. And yeah. and there's some uh, director who was saying that he does that with Tom Cruise in every movie, where really? he doesn't even show up until they've reshot <laughs> the same stupid scene about ninety times in a row, so that Tom Cruise is in a really bad mood. And then he shows up. He's like, "Now we're gonna get real acting." So, <laughs> but is that real acting? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is that acting? I mean, that sounds crazy, though. I mean, it's a brutal album. It's an amazing album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and the lyrics on that record are just oof. Yeah, they are brutal. And you know, as a you know middle school, high school kid, listen to that. Good you know, old middle America. Oh my rage. goodness. I was like, <laughs> I'm ready to, all right, I hate football. I hate playing it, but I'm ready to play now. <laughs> yeah. It always takes you to that next level. But yeah. yeah, so I'm always listening to anything across the spectrum. You know, I, I don't really get into much EDM, uh, yeah, but you know, I do like groups like, you know, Justice, uh, of mm-hmm. course, Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even some of like, some of John Frusciante's more obscure yeah. work is, you know, it, it it's hard to, palette right away but once you kind of listen yeah. to it it's like okay i see the form or i have the, some friends who are really you know, into it yeah i feel like the john frusciante and and the whole red hot chili peppers thing sure i've never been into it like it doesn't quite grab me chili I feel that way with weezer too oh really like, i'm just like eh. god bless you because i feel the same way don't let micaiah know <laughs> oh yeah i know oh my uh, gosh island in the sun oh, like, so much. yeah that, that, that joke's old move on <laughs> no but um I was chili chili peppers, incubus, C Ray Vaughn, those were my three big yeah. in, high, in in middle school actually, uh, starting in middle school. Um, like I when I first started playing guitar and I was like I I want to play shows yeah. I want to you know maybe do this professionally. That was I wanted to be John Frusciante, C Ray Vaughn and Mike Isinger all in one. Yeah, <laughs> like I wanted to do that. Like I wanted to write incubus songs with uh 
with enough funk like John Frusciante. Yeah. I mean, he's got some but, cool guitar parts. But playing, but playing blues licks as uh, effortlessly as uh, you know Steve Ray Vaughan. That was my blend. Yeah. yeah. You know. And then, like with my voice, I had no clue. I had no idea. Like my yeah. step, my stepdad was actually the one who pushed me to, uh, yeah. to, to sing. To sing, yeah, yeah. He he studied. He st- he was in choir, I think, in college back in his day, um, and he was the one who was like, "You got a voice." And looking back at some of the home videos, I was like, I, I would not have told myself that. Like, I sound terrible. Really? Yeah. I mean, pitchy all over yeah, the place. Yeah, no yeah. confidence. No stamina. Yeah. No nothing. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I was always looking for a singer, and and he's yeah. just like, no, you should do it. You should do it. So, well, I feel like there's something interesting about about the voice too, <clears throat> because there's the perfect voices that are sort of astounding, mm-hmm. but then there's also the the ability of people's voices to capture you, even if they're not perfect. Right. Like Janis Joplin doesn't have a perfect voice. Mm-mm. Or like Tom Waits has mm. a very goofy voice. Well, yeah, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's very engaging. Yeah, but it's not like it. I bet he's pretty pitchy. I bet if you were mm-hmm. like, no, just sing like a pure A. Yeah, and maybe he could do it. Maybe he couldn't. But it yeah. doesn't even matter. That's like it's completely beside the point. He's found a way to express something. So I've been like I, this new thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is that music is like beginning and end. It is about the voice mm-hmm. and good. Uh, instrumental musicians mm-hmm. are vocal in their playing. Mm-hmm. Like a great guitar solo is yeah. one that is like singing. Yeah. Like a David Gilmore guitar solo in Pink Floyd. They're amazing because right. it's like he's singing a melody. Yeah. Like you could imagine someone singing it or, Sa- or Brian May with Queen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like those are the ones that get you. And so like it's cool yeah. if you're listening to a badass slipknot solo where they're going, yeah. but no one's ever singing that. Right. They're just like freak it out, right? Which is cool. Like the aggression is cool, right? But like the the voice of it, like mm-hmm. it's a scream or something. It's it's the it's the corollary to Corey Taylor going, Wah! right? And and you get someone like you, you get a band like Snarky Puppy mm-hmm. that is completely instrumental for the most part. Yep. You know, some of their late their newer later stuff. You know, they'll incorporate more vocals. Uh, you know, world vocalists yeah. to come in, but. But then you turn, you, you, you turn the song over to, say, Mark Letiri on guitar, mm-hmm. or uh, Bob Lanzetti on guitar, or even Sean Martin on keys, mm-hmm. and it's like they start singing on right? their instruments. Yes, you know, absolutely. And uh, I, uh, I remember, I remember hearing an interview that Mark Letiri did. <clears throat> And he was being interviewed, and he asked the question, like, what is it about yours? Like, what kind of advice can you give to other guitar players mm-hmm. about soloing and stuff like that? And he actually quoted his wife, because um, he was like, why, you know, what is it about my soloing that yeah. kind of, you know, turns people on, essentially? And she was like, you know, y- you you play like you're singing, yeah, but but you 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 play, you solo like... Like it's it's keeping the dance going. Yes, you right, know? right. And uh, and he kind of took that, and so now I actually like following following Snarky Puppy from mm-hmm. you know the very beginning. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and seeing how his particular style of soloing has right. uh, uh, progressed, it's actually become less notey and more rhythmic based. Yeah, but also very. 
melodic and I honestly don't hear a whole lot of crazy scales or notes or runs. Right, right. I mean, he'll do that just to kind of emphasize some virtuosity mm -hmm. in, because he is a virtuoso. Right. I mean, and you know, it's, 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 there's a song like Jambone. Okay. Where, um, and he's doing like, you know, it's all in the blue scale, right? Yeah. And then he does, and then he modulates up and he's still in that pentatonic, yeah. right? It's like very rhythmic and it's like, it. oh, I'm engaged because it's there's more rhythm happening yep. here than showing off the notes they can play and everything like that. And then when they when the band finally reaches that climatic climactic mm -hmm. part, you know, he's doing octaves. Da, 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 da. One note, no, no, you know, that's, you know, and then, then the virtuosity comes in and then it's okay. Then we're passing the solo off, you know, back to the groove. It's back to the groove. And it's like, God damn, that's, that's genius. You know, that's, that's writing that, and that's spontaneous writing. And that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, you can't. You can teach as best as you can, but you honestly, when it comes to fruition in that mo yeah. in those moments, you can't teach that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And you have to, as a musician, you have to be so out of your own body and out of your own head to look back at yourself and hear what you're doing uh -huh. in order to help That's gauge tough. where you're going. Yeah, it's I mean, extremely it's that weird tough. thing where like you you were like, wow, that went really well, and you mm -hmm. listen to a recording, you're like, wow, that didn't yeah. go quite as well as I thought. But you also or have to you have think a... like that sucked, and yeah. then you read and you look back, you're like, oh, that was kind of good actually. But you also have to have a band leader that can recognize that yeah. and say, push that in you. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this groove is great. You know, let's all get out of our heads now. Yeah, let's just start feeling it. Stop, stop reading. Stop doing this. Stop doing it. Like, just follow me. Yeah. I'll I'll guide you now. Yep, yep. You know, and Michael Lee does that. Yeah, just perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I also like that you brought up the song side of it because mm -hmm. there's this other theory that like music there are only songs or dances. Ah. That's all that there is. I've, I've never and, like, heard it's that. two sides of the same coin because uh. dancing is like singing with your body. <coughs> sure. Sort of a thing. And so it's, it's all that. it's all wrapped together kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, the 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 vocal quality cuz going back to what you were talking about about getting encouraged to sing and you you wouldn't necessarily encourage No yourself to sing like that do you feel like your guitar playing and your voice are are tied together uh i'm constantly trying to work on that symmetry yeah same um i, I don't know if i found it in myself yet either yeah it's i i know i i'm at the point in my musical journey that i know i have a voice right and i've tapped into that voice yeah but not completely I, I have maybe, I've done more than tiptoe sure. into, into that voice, but I haven't fully immersed myself. I'm more of like, I only got one leg in, you and know? Then, and then when you say voice, do you mean your guitar playing, your writing, your singing, all, all, all of it? All together. Okay. So I know I can be a really, I, I, I know I can be a really good guitar player and fit really well in a band. Sure. Um, and understand where I need to be, whether it's more rhythm, yeah. rhythm based, or if I need to be a lead player. Yeah. Um, and vocally too. I uh, mean, I've sung backup in in different mm, you nice. know, in, in different capacities with different bands, and so it's like I know whether or not I need to just focus on harmonies. Yep. What you know, which register, um, and then if the lead singer or the band leader turns and says, "All right, you take one and start shredding or whatever," yeah. like I know I can do those things, right? Uh, or writing a song. I've written songs for some other friends before, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I think you know. I like this song a lot. It's not really something that I would keep for myself sure. or I would play, but I think it's a good song and other yeah. people 
agreed and they'll take it, whatever. And so it's like, okay, I get it. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm okay at these different aspects right. of being a musician, mm-hmm. but to be an artist, an artist yeah. is something that is someone who can, who can actually kind of combine all those different aspects. Yeah. With confidence, and I'm not talking false bravado or anything like that, like I'm a bitchin' artist or whatever, <laughs> but like, you know, like this hot pink pop top style, you know, whatever, I'm an artist. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, no, I have an understanding of where I'm at in my yeah. life, and I know how to convey that message. Whether you agree, like, or uh-huh. dislike, or don't agree, that's on you. It's not on me, but this is my art, and yeah. I can convey that through my music, whether it's that, whether I'm forcing it through my guitar yep and it's more of a guitar based song <laughs> i like or, forcing it through your guitar. well you know all right guitar or 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 <laughs> you pick the pick up and go, ah or or i'm singing it or the song in its entire and ideally you want the song to be able to incorporate all of those things yeah 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 and to finally answer your question i think that's where i really yeah that's where i'm really at now it's like yeah. how do i combine yep. you know i want to be able to showcase myself as a as a guitar player but i want right. to showcase my ability to write more now uh-huh. and i also am a lot more confident as a vocalist now and yeah. i want to be able to showcase that and it's like i want to do all of those things in every single song so there's a new discipline of when to hold back when to when to give it you know yep. when to give the goods when to not give the goods yep. when to be intimate when to be you know really big mm-hmm. uh and so that's that's a new level of creativity yeah. that I'm finding that is very, very enticing as a as an yeah. artist for me right now, and mm-hmm. that's that's and that's where I want to take the others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I want to take my band. Is yeah. is like let's find that, you know. And where's the ideal place to go with that? Do you want to tour and play live shows, mm-hmm. or like uh, album after album, concept albums, double album? Uh, I'd love to tour. Yeah. I have not toured with this band. We have not toured yet. We started yeah. in 2020. Um, we all agree that we need to tour, uh-huh. uh, that it's that this music should go on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but therein lies another oh, as- yeah. aspect of being a musician and an artist Yep, is that there's a business side to that. Mm-hmm. And you got to be a good businessman if you're going to go it alone. Yep. And I, I don't think I am. I'm trying yep. to be. Uh, yeah, I have the same problem. There's there's, there's <laughs> logistics involved. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's coordination. Mm-hmm. You know, I work in production, and you know, those details are always delegated to maybe two to four different producers. Yeah. To get everything, to get the crew that's involved, to get the content, mm-hmm. everything they need to just do the work. Yeah. Well, I have to be the producer. Yeah. I have to be the artist. I have to be the content creator. Right. You know, and then I have to be the logistical one yep. to come up with like all right how's everybody going to get there yeah you know we need a vehicle big enough who's yep. gonna who's gonna you know foot the bill for it who's yep. gonna do who's gonna feed everybody exactly where are we gonna sleep yep you know and so just do we need a, to bring instruments do we need to travel with instruments will just, they have them there do we have to rent things exactly yeah. yeah and well and then how do i make sure that you know the venue's doing their fair share of promotion right because yeah. it's no longer just the venue oh we're bringing in these people anymore they they you know yeah they, um, they could care less sometimes depending yeah. on yeah. who the owner is or who the, you know, what, what bar or venue it is. And so it's like, you have to make sure nobody's going to do these things as good as you are. Yep. 
uh, unless you're paying them so much to where they can't refuse the job or the work. Right. And but then you like, need to be making but then I money gotta, to get right, Where's make, my money coming from? Exactly. You know? It has to and, make sense. And you know, usually you're not getting to that point once you've reached a certain status level, if you yep. will. You know, and so that's it, it it's it's a very you're you're spinning your wheels a lot as you're starting out with a yep. new project. And mm-hmm. so that's despite all of those <laughs> seemingly down you know, pitfalls. Yeah. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, we're crazy. We need to do it. You know, we all want to do it. It's yeah. like, oh my God, you guys are idiots. <laughs> so so that, this is other, this is a fascinating thing. Why do you want to do it? Because like what, what is it that you want to do? This is like, I think about this in myself all mm-hmm. the time. Like, what is it that I love about music and yeah. why do I want to do all this stuff? I've, I think I've figured that part out and it's, it, it just, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't, and at this point, I feel like it just won't stop because yeah. I felt it since I was six years old. Yeah, and it's I want to share my catharsis mm. with people. I want to share. Did you have catharsis at six years old? I did. Wow, I did. Because uh, I, I came from a broken home, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of traveling involved up and yeah. down I thirty five. My mm-hmm. mother was in, uh, you know, the Rio Grande Valley, okay. five hours south of here. Wow. My father was in. Northeast Oklahoma. We lived on a ranch wow, out there. Wow, that's a lot. So that's a long way. We would meet in San Marcos or Plano or wow. Dallas somewhere, and I was constantly on the road. So you listen to a lot of classic rock. Yeah, <laughs> on right. the road, right? <laughs> sure. You know the dad rock. Your stuff. musical education, yeah. Yeah, and so you know, like Three Dog Night, Boston, yep. Kansas. Yep. Yep. You know, Foreigner. Those, all those, Fleetwood Mac. All those artists were just getting. You mm-hmm. know, I was being bombarded, and. The real th- moment of catharsis for me was listening to More Than a Feeling and listening nice. to the guitar tone. This song is making me feel like this ride, this drive, this truck that we're riding in, you know. I'm having fun. Nice. This is my catharsis. I yeah. want I want other people to have fun with this. Listen yeah. to that guitar tone, you know. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. And I wanted to make noise like that, so <clears throat> this happens sometimes. Oh. My I have a very old laptop that oh, it's over here. It's I'll just patch it with that. Okay. Way, so it's no problem. But yeah. <clears throat> Keep on going. Yeah, the catharsis. That's amazing. Yeah, so that that was like really the big moment for me. It's like listening to you know, Boston and hearing, uh, you know, hearing more than a feeling and that guitar tone, it just was like searing. I wanted to make noises like that. But that was, I I really wanted to play drums before that. Like I really loved the drums. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, uh, you know, as, as you get older in a broken home situation, you know, there's a lot of different feelings and emotions and mm-hmm. perspectives start changing and things like that. And along with that, you, 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 there's this need and wanting this draw for self-expression yeah. in some form of fashion. And, you, and it comes out even if you're not a musician, you yeah. know? Uh, and, um, and so I just, I, I, I was lucky enough to be able to start expressing it through guitar right. and sports. Oh, okay. So I nice. had all kinds of different ways to kind of health, healthily um, have that 
yes have that uh, release uh, if you will of mm-hmm. you know pain or tension or struggle and things like that along with therapy but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but which well. is, you know which is which is important because is. the therapy yeah, only yeah. only it, it gave a name Yes. to the feeling which then I which actually made it easier to write and to and actually interesting to, and yeah, actually yeah. made it easier to give to my band members when I yeah. had that I had in high school you know I was like oh man you know I'm feeling this or like yep. oh I just I just want to be chaotic in this song because yeah. I just feel like we can go crazy on that's stage. great yeah yeah, yeah. so that. yeah but that that's also interesting because there's that fear mm-hmm. and I get it sometimes where because I, I I've also had very helpful experiences with therapy um but that fear that like if you if you heal yourself or mm. you find ways of right. like learning to be more healthy emotionally, you won't be able to be as good of a writer it's or something bullshit. like that. It's complete bullshit. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's complete bullshit. Mm. I think that there's different there's different spaces because yeah. I've written some really real some of my favorite pieces of music I've ever written mm-hmm. were in times of like severe emotional distress. Sure. Yeah. Um. But maybe the, me me writing through that period, because mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong-headed <clears throat> on this because nobody's not going to feel feel emotional stress whether right. you're in therapy or not. Right. It's like giving you the tools to deal with it in a healthy way or something right. like that. Yeah, and so like maybe writing is a, sort of a healthy way. Absolutely. But like yeah. a lot of my music, especially in college, was like really experimental and like noise music. Right. Where like the whole music is like a temper tantrum. It's right. like. Slipknot, but without keys and chords sure. and stuff like rah, just crazy stuff yeah. like that. But I feel, and I imagine that if I were more emotionally healthy younger, I wouldn't have gotten that music. Right? Maybe. And it's like the whole thing: like, would Pink Floyd still be Pink Floyd without LSD? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they could have. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, or they'd be something different. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, that that is a good question. I feel I'm I'm not saying that when I say it's complete bullshit. Yeah. I think the the idea that you have to live your life a certain way and and experience and only draw from ex- personal experience yeah. to make great art. Oh yeah. So you have to live dramatically in order to create to drama. Have your dry, yeah right. Right. That's, that's I agree. That that's the notion bullshit. that I think yes. is complete bullshit uh, because I think. Honestly, I think people ought to read more because yeah. we're not the first people on this planet to ever feel these emotions. Of course not. So yeah, yeah. we're never we're never alone in any kind of emotional state right. that we are finding ourselves in. Furthermore, that same emotional state has most likely and most likely has been recorded previously yes. in books and things like that, yep. whether it's whether in a creative format yep. or a very, you know, textbook yeah, kind, sure, of, kind of way. Sure. So if we're intelligent enough as artists to find inspiration in the past in different works, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to live chaotically in yeah. order to write chaos or to sure, understand that's, that's chaos. True. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I, I believe that we merely need to just pay attention to the world around us, to our own world, to our own thoughts, but also to past lives and past mm-hmm. worlds. Because there are a lot of answers yeah. in our past, in, in, in the world's history, yeah. that we can draw off of. And we don't have to make it so, you know, tongue-in-cheek or on the nose of, you know, where we're drawing this, you know, inspiration from. Yeah. It's just, that that's where the creativity comes from, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And I, it, it's taken me a while yeah. to come to that realization that I don't have to necessarily just live so dramatically. Yes. You yeah. know, and, you know, in high school, it's like, oh, I just want to do so many drugs, you know, right. and I, and I, I remember latching on to, you know, a, a book that I read where it's like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever doesn't kill you only makes your book bigger kind of yeah, thing. Right, right. And it's like, that, oh, I latched on to that idea when I didn't really have to. Right, you right. Know? I was reading the wrong thing and yeah. I, I didn't have that inspiration of like, nah, you can go, exp- you find your experiences yeah. and you can write them down, write, you know, find that inspiration, put it down on pe- yeah. pieces of paper, but also you can go just, just the same it is to go to Big Ben and stare out into the, you know, yep. you know canyon and, or, or stand on a mountaintop and look out and, and, and just look at the incredible view and just get this draw of inspiration of like, man, I'm here, Yeah, you know? People, artists, we all can oh, yeah. find that same inspiration just by opening up a book. Yeah, of course. You know? And I think that's, you know, that's where I draw a lot of inspiration from. Not necessarily just from books, but I combine the two right. with lived experiences, things that I've read in the past, um, and, you know, past relationships and yep, things like yep. that. So that's kind of like all those things kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. It's like where I kind of get like this voice, this my lyrical voice, if you will, mm-hmm. like the inspiration for lyrics and things like that. Yeah. You know, um, and so that's kind of my yeah. take, my take on all, that whole perspective. I mean, the other silly thing about the <clears throat> makes your book bigger thing is like if you're if you're 38 years old, yeah. your book will be 38 years of book. <laughs> yeah. Right, and it'll everybody's book will be exactly that in many number of days. Right, and some people might have been playing video games, but like if you're whacked out on heroin, you're not going to know anything about it anyway. <laughs> That's barely experience. Yeah, That's like anesthetic, right? You're like taking away experience. On that note, there's a there's a little part in Eric Clapton's uh, right. autobiography where he was uh, playing at the concert for Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and he showed up. I think it was a week or so, a couple of days. Should I keep talking? Oh, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, where he showed up to New York for rehearsals, and he was still, this was still in his heroin days, and he just like... He was like, oh, I'm just going to lock myself in the penthouse or whatever. I'm just going to do, you know, I'm just going to get smacked out a little bit. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. And he was like, uh, he told the doorman, he was like, oh, wake me up when it's time to rehearse, you know. <laughs> and he finally heard a knock on the door, woke him up. He's like, is it time to rehearse? He's like, sir, we've been knocking on your door for two days straight. Whoa. Like, it's time for the show. You've missed rehearsals. And he's like, okay, so when you go and watch a concert for Bangladesh, yeah. that's him on the fly. Oh, my gosh. No rehearsals with, <laughs> with a band or anything like that. Eric Clapton never showed up. How big is the crowd? Uh, it was, it, well, it was the first benefit concert, yeah. you know, ever. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, George Harrison, it was like his. 10,000 or something like that? Uh, I think it was at Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. So whatever capacity that yeah. venue is. Um I think 10, 20, something, yeah. something like that. Um, I just like imagining the idea of not rehearsing and going in front of a crowd like that. Is well, like... that, but also on like coming down mm-hmm. from heroin. Oh, <laughs> There's nothing in you is like wanting to do this. This is just like, I need to get out of here. So needless <laughs> to say, in his book, yeah. that's a very small part. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You've missed two days. That's two days out of your book. That's a terrible... I don't know. Just experience. Go do stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's the yeah. answer. If you yeah. want, if you want your book to be yeah. cool, do. 
Yeah. Like act in the world. Go act in the world, but also read about the other worlds. Yes, yes, And yes. combine the two. Yeah. Figure, figure a way out. That's where you... Your voice comes from being able to put together these things that yes. just aren't being put together. Right. You I know? mean, it's like what you were saying before about how, like, you imitating Stevie is him imitating somebody is probably him imitating somebody. Right. And it's a whole chain. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, But the difference are the nuances and where each person is able to find what is theirs, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and I think that's the... It's that, crazy that, yeah. like, a series of buttons, how many buttons are there on the guitar? Yeah. There's this X number of frets, X number of strings. Yeah, it's all finite, really. Right. Uh, but everybody does it... But, it, you know, it's finite, but in a sense it isn't, because everybody's fingers are, are different. True. Everybody plays with different... Pre- and once you start getting to that level, yeah. the number of variables is just, like, explodes. Well, not only that, but as you get older, more variables come into play. Like, yep. what if you start getting arthritis? Yeah. What if you start getting carpal tunnel syndrome? Yeah. Oh, I have a plate in my hand. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, like I, my hand goes numb during shows. Oh, yep. And, I have that problem too. And sometimes I'll turn to the gym and I'll just say like, keep going. Yeah. yeah. I just like, keep going. I'll let, I'll let him solo. And it's just because I can't feel the strings. Yep. Yeah. And it's a really scary sometimes. thing. And it's kind of a, it's a newer thing. It's a newer development in my hand. And I don't, I don't, well, I shouldn't necessarily say newer development. It's in the, within the last six years, it's, yeah. it's, it's gotten progressively worse Dang. and I don't, and I'm not really sure why but um <clears throat> when i when i can touch yeah we're good when i can't i i feel like i'm yes i feel like everything's rubber bands yep yeah, <laughs> the yeah, strings yeah, are rubber yeah, bands yeah. and uh, you know it's like i have no idea it's how, really bad I, I have no idea how hard i'm pushing you yep. know the string i have no idea you know what I, i've lost complete touch you know that's that's terrible it's yeah. scary yeah it, i mean i get it sometimes uh, after like a, like a six hour day two yeah. two three hour gigs or something in the middle of the second gig it'll just be like ah like yeah. i can't I get the tingliness and like I can't feel. See that happens within the first minute. Whoa! But once, yeah, for me. But once I work through it, it either comes back or it stays gone. So, within a minute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's really within a minute. So like even just like doing yeah this, I can feel like electricity shooting. Whoa! So like once I start working that out, yeah, <clears throat> um, it's either going to stay gone. Okay. Or. Uh, at least for the duration of the show. Yeah. Um, or it's going to stay numb. Ugh. And so I, I I usually keep that kind of secret. Sure. You know? But there have been times where I've been like, I've told the guys, it's like, I I don't know. Like, this is this is really a problem, you know. But, Dang. But things that have helped, um, working out, yep. eating greens, you know, trying mm. to eat less, uh, less carbohydrates and things like that. Yeah. Carbs fuck with you, man. They do. They, they really do. I and noticed also, it as I get older too, like eating like a bagel. Yeah. Something as like simple as a bagel. It's like it's hours. A, I'm like, Oh, I feel bad. Well, we also live in a society where like that bagel is not just mm-hmm. grain and yeast. It's, right. It's, there's all kinds of stuff in yep. it now that's yep. inflammatory, you yes. know, trying yeah, yeah. to stay away from certain oils is, yep. you know, yep. And so, like, it's really forced me to be more mindful of what I'm putting in my body, how I'm, you know, treating my body. Yep. And, you know, I'm not like a health nut or anything like that, but it's right. like I, I... It's important to pay attention. Yeah, especially if I want to keep... things, yep. Especially if I want to keep playing. Of course. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So what's what's coming up for Kenny Hayda so, and the others or <clears throat> just Kenny Hayda? Yeah, Kenny Hayda and the others. Uh, so what is coming up? We have new music... That we are working on new ideas. I'm all. I always have new ideas. Um, 
um, new song ideas rather. And, uh, so I think we're going to go back into the studio soon. Oh, cool. Um, at least if anything to do a single, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty confident that the song is going to be called, uh, insecurity, mm. which, uh, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a lot of drama in that title already, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a fun tune. It's actually really fun. Um, it's, it kind of, it, it's not very, uh, st- traditionally structured. Um, it's very much more so of just, we're going to take you, you know, through the vicissitudes of, mm-hmm. oh, this is a rocking song. Wait, no, this is kind of like a slow pop tune. Oh, wait, it's back to being a Latin tune. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's a, it's not so much of a jam song, but it, there is some like different, scenes or yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's scenes and it's still within a four minute structure. Cool. <laughs> so that's one. Have you played it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, we did. We played it at Parlor and Yard just, to, oh, just cool. kind of as a fun thing, sweet. whatever. But, uh, um, but I also have some acoustic uh, song ideas that have been I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's this one chord progression that I've had since I was in ninth grade, oh, and I have yeah, and I've was... and I've never been able to like really make a song yeah, out of it. Yep. But it's just like man, this has to be something. Yep. And it, it had been on the shelf for at least ten years, and then finally I re- you know I, it just popped in my head while I was sitting in my backyard, like oh this needs to be something completely different this needs to be like a singer songwriter acoustic kind of thing Whoa. not a not an electric funk thing and so it was like a complete just disregard of what my original thought process was and how yep. that riff or you know chord structure should go and it's like okay bust out the acoustic this needs to be it it's and crazy how so. there's this material that sticks with you like <clears throat> that and like yeah just like how many little things you have that you love that you don't have no idea what to do with either. yeah yeah yeah, so I'm 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 grateful that that one has stuck around because I think it has the potential of, of uh, really resonating yeah. with people. I, at least I hope it does. It's yeah. it, it's really the lyrics as well have really resonated with myself, mm-hmm. um, and it's not the lyrical content of that song isn't necessarily. I think it's something that we all kind of go through. It's yeah. a more of a universal theme, which yeah. is. Uh, my dad has this joke where he'll he'll say, you know, it's a family joke apparently, but he'll say something like, uh, uh, "My dad told me to cheer up. Things could be worse, and sure enough, I cheered up, and things got worse." Right. You know, so it's like this. The song <laughs> yeah, is called yeah, yeah. "Too Good to Be True." Okay, and so it's kind of on like, oh well, you know, whether it be a relationship or a situation or whatever, it's like, ah, oh, this is really good. Nice, and then you realize. Uh, of course, it was too good to be true. So it's a play mm. on on that feeling, on that uh, phrase. Cool. So, yeah, that's the song. That sounds great. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so you're going to record that this year? Definitely going to record that one this year. Okay. Uh, Will it be out this year then? I hope so. Be- you know, it's pretty stripped down. Um, the ideas that I, I haven't really discussed it with the band because uh-huh. I, I just have the ideas floating in my head um, sonically of how I want the recording mm-hmm. to sound like. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the first song insecurity I I pretty much know how I want that one to yeah. sound like uh, and what direction that we want to go with it um, and so that one's pretty much that one's pretty much ready to go nice. I think we're ready to just hop in there and just do one day and knock it Sweet. out yeah I've got the lyrics got everything great I've got the ideas for you know overdubbing post production all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like I'm, that one's that one's ready all we need is 
write the check and go, nice. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what's what's coming up. Uh, more shows. We've got some South by Southwest show dates coming. Cool. Uh, we're doing a thing with Texas Music Cafe out in Waco, which is really exciting. Um, you know, people like Samantha Fish, Willie Nelson have played oh, wow. on, on that cool. stage, uh, and uh, it just I just asked yeah. them and they uh, they took a listen to our EPK and they're like, hey, you know, we'd love to have you. So we're doing that March 11th. Um, then we're playing for, I think it's Black, Black, I don't want to butcher that, Black Finger record, okay. records, which um, a buddy of ours, his name's Hector Ward in the Big mm-hmm. Time, from Hector Ward in the Big Time. Okay. He's a local here. He plays the saxon quite a bit, but he's been touring Texas quite a bit lately. Nice. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, he's, I think he just started a record label and he asked us to play uh, as part of a showcase. Oh, sweet. On March 18th, they're in South By. So we'll be doing that at the Dogwood on okay. March 18th. I believe we're playing at noon. So nice. Uh, should be a fun time. I mean, South by is always a fun time in Austin. Yeah. You know whether you agree so, with it's so much, it's, it's so much fun loading in and loading out. <laughs> oh yeah. From ten blocks away. Yeah, definitely. My favorite. I remember seeing dudes <laughs> with scooters and amps and like <laughs> carrying their guitars and then having their amps and like on oh, yeah. one hand and riding a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's. So That's cool. Crazy. And you got one on Saturday, right? We have one this... The, I'm going to put this out on Thursday. So. Yeah, we have one uh, uh, in a couple of days. This Saturday, um, we're playing... It's a new place that just opened up uh, in Cedar Park, if okay. anybody is willing to trek up that way. Uh, it's called Spare Birdie, and it's nice. kind of like a main event. Um, I don't want to miscategorize it, but it seems like it's like kind of like a main event type of place, okay. or a pinballs kind of place where oh, they'll okay, have uh, bowling, yeah. they'll have... Uh, That's they, sort of fun. Yeah, you know, like a top golf kind of thing also, yeah. hence the name Spare Birdie, I believe. Uh, yeah, okay. Really good really good stage. Um, nice. Have you played there before? No, they just opened okay. um, this week, actually. Wow. And we are the first band oh, to exciting. actually play. Yeah, and they, they've... Uh, they they showed uh, they have a picture of the stage on uh, on Instagram and I I took a look I was like wow that's a, all right this could be good this, this <laughs> be a good this be a good spot you know nice. nice little turf area you know I believe it's all ages um, that can come so cool you know do they have a PA uh, maybe okay. maybe okay <laughs> I'm gonna say actually I'm gonna say no all right yeah because we are we are planning to bring our own PA actually yeah it's yeah. the thing I wish I wish. I don't know who's listening at this point. That's Austin a whole other venues. <laughs> I really wish that you would have PAs in house. I think it would be. It's a great way to have a good relationship with the band. Sure. The band comes, they play good music. You have a sound system, or at least a it's full, a combo, or, or or at least a full a full PA. Either, yeah. Either, either or like a non-broken one, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like be installed, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. be honest. About yeah, right. A non-broken one. Right. <sighs> yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Do you want to play something? Yeah. Let's try do jamming. Something. Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh. Whatever. Um. Oh, what sorry. did you bring? Is that an acoustic? No, it's a three thirty-five. Oh, okay. Sweet. Go. Go for something. Yeah. Go for
It kind of works. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Ah. Sweet. Well, thanks. Thanks for playing with me. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. I love that guitar. You had some sweet licks in there. That oh, was fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice thank little jam. Nice little jam after a talk. Anything else you want to say? Anywhere you want to direct the people? Yeah. Um, Kenny Hada and the others. Last name H A D as in David A. Um, find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, where, yep. wherever yeah. you. Uh, get your music from also khtomusic.com is our website cool um, and I'm always working on that you know having everything updated as far as like our shows and things like that go nice. uh, also on Spotify you can Sweet. do that too so alright um, yeah. all the links are in the description that's it go follow it yeah alright thank you see you everybody bye alright thanks for listening or watching remember to like leave a comment subscribe check out Kenny Hada links below alright see you all next time Thank <laughs> you.